Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Hello, hello everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your busy schedule to tune in and also call in. We have a lot of callers on the line, and we will get to as many as we can. My special guest co-host today is Shaman Rai. He is a medium, medical intuitive, and healer. He also channels messages from beings of light, ascended masters, and archangels. He uses he uses his clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, and empathic abilities to provide you with information about those who are alive or deceased. He can also see the condition of the physical body and identify underlying physical or emotional issues that may be causing you an unsatisfactory present. Uh, what I'd like to do is uh, explain that these uh, mini readings will be limited to 10 minutes, one question per caller, and please ensure that you are in a quiet environment or we won't be able to continue the call, but I can put you on hold until uh, hopefully you've had a chance to get in a more secure environment. I appreciate your consideration. And welcome uh, back to the show, Shaman Rye. Bring you on the air. Welcome back to the show. It's great to have you back again. Thanks, Charlotte. It's wonderful to be here. I love being on your show. It's always fun. Oh, thank you so much. I'm glad that you're a part of it. And Shaman Rye will be joining us on the third Tuesday of each month right here at Spiritual Insights Radio at 3 p.m. Eastern. So you can call in, uh, receive a mini reading on various issues, uh, connect with a loved one who has crossed over to the other side, and please do share on social media and invite your friends to call in if they are in need of some type of assistance. Appreciate it. So how have you been, Shaman Rye, real quick? I've, I've been doing really well. Um, you know, just life keeps on going on. Um helping a lot of people. Looking forward to this. This weather has been fascinating for me because I'm in Arkansas, and by now, usually the leaves have changed, and I don't know, the leaves aren't changing color very much. So something's going on on this planet. (laughs) Absolutely. The weather in Florida has been gorgeous, absolutely perfect. But lately I've been, um, there's a lot of uh, activity insofar as the planet's and right now we're experiencing not only a Mercury retrograde, but we've had two eclipses this month. And in addition to that, I understand that we also have some solar flare activity. So energetically, being you know as empathic as I am, not only do I feel the regular effects of these phenomena, I'm also feeling a deeper effect, which is kind of uh, beating me up a little bit. So I've been feeling a lot of emotions coming that I know are from the past, but they're rising up from the body from the areas of my body where they are stuck. I had a very difficult childhood. 
Um, and it didn't end at childhood. It went into my adolescence and my early adult life. So, of, of course, no matter how regimented we are on forgiveness and releasing the past, it's a continual work that needs to be done through our practices of meditation, forgiveness, and um, self-nurturing. It's always worth the effort. But I wondered if we could chat about solar flares for a moment and give people an idea of what they might be experiencing right now. Yeah, sure. And, you know, you, you've, you've hit on one way, you know, a few ways in which it, it affects you. I want to point out to people that um, some people have, who have extremely sensitive nervous systems, um, maybe because they've come down with uh, something like Lyme's disease, Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, some of these people are really, um, it's not just moods that affect them, it may be their whole nervous system. And I've seen people who during these flares or during these lunar uh, events or solar events, um, their body actually goes into shaking. It's called tremors. And uh, it may last for a half an hour. It may last a couple of hours. But that's how impactful they are. It's my belief that actually these energies are all coming in, just as you said, Charlotte, to raise up uh, the issues that we need to release, basically. And mm -hmm. that's, what, that's part of what they're doing. But um, one of the, um, those that I, I, you know, I'm aware of that makes a big difference, there are different kinds of solar flares that come off of the sun. Uh, there are M-class and X-class. And, and basically an M-class is a, a lower, you can think of it as lower energy, and the X-class is a very powerful energy. And that's the one that I, I see on people having the major impact on them especially when that solar, uh, that X flare is aimed right at the earth. Sometimes it goes off in other directions, but the more it's on target to earth and especially when it's going to land around the time that, um, that our earth is, is daytime, our portion of the earth, it really has very strong impact on people. And so it's just a different, I think of it as a different degree of vibration. Mm. But, you know, besides, besides the X flares, there are so many other things that go on, uh, other kinds of vibrations and energies that come off of the sun, and actually sometimes they get here to the earth, I find, sooner than the X-flare energies themselves. They, you know, they may, they may be a higher frequency type of thing but where it can almost instantly get here, and I can see the result in somebody as they start as they start shaking, for example. Mm, but, uh -huh. you, know, that, that's, you know, my knowledge is not extensive. It's more experiential and seeing it with people. Mine too. And I can basically only go by what I've experienced and what I'm able to analyze psychically um, and energetically with how I'm feeling and how I would normally feel, um, given all the good things that are happening in my life. Uh, but I have done a little bit of research and I'll, I'll throw out just a few uh, ideas on how to understand how a solar flare from the sun could be affecting us on PEMS levels, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Uh, my understanding is that it's like a solar storm uh, around the sun, and it affects what is our biological clock or circadian rhythm of our bodies. Our pineal glands, which is located at the center of the brain, if you go to the third eye spot between your eyebrows and go about three inches back in the center of your brain is, a, is the pineal gland, and it resembles a pine cone. That is actually the third eye. And this gland is affected by the electromagnetic activity of the solar flares. Now, what can happen is it affects 
the melatonin that our brains produce, and melatonin is the chemical that helps us sleep. So it might make the body produce excess melatonin, which is going to make everybody feel very tired. And for me, this is very opportunistic because I've been feeling for a couple months I need to pull back and regroup, reorganize, recharge my battery, and then redirect my efforts for optimum, you know, success for all the things that I'm doing. In addition, um, it can also affect major organs like the heart. You could be having uh, heart palpitations, issues with your lungs, headaches, mood swings, naturally, which I've been having, um, which is not the norm for me. Um, confused thinking, erratic behaviors. There is also uh, head pressure, uh, inability to think straight, um, forgetfulness, ringing in the ears. And this also ties in the hypothalamus and into the pituitary gland as it tunes into this new frequency as a result of the solar flare. And other people are also experiencing um, extreme sensitivity on various levels, like you, maybe your sentence, senses are heightened, uh, stomach issues, nausea, indigestion, loss of appetite, or the opposite, wanting to eat more than you normally would. But if you are having these issues, uh, our advice, uh, Sean and Rai and I, uh, would suggest that you connect to the breath and try to be calm. But as emotions come up, release them, start forgiving, figure out where that emotion is coming from, what experience in your life, and release the emotions, forgive. You must get plenty of rest, plenty of sleep. You must be self-nurturing and very kind to yourself and others around you. And very important is to stay hydrated, drink extra water. Um, I can say that as far as um, my emotions are concerned, a lot of rage has been coming up, and I've been processing that as quickly and efficiently as possible to release whatever is being locked in the cells of my body because everything it does get stuck in the body. Shaman Rai, anything to add to that? Was I thorough in my explanation? No, that, 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 that was excellent. The only thing I would say is probably the things that we need to avoid, which would be things like alcohol, um, sugar, which is really has a very negative impact on our, you know, all of our vitamins, minerals, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so avoiding some of those things and and maybe, um, depending on how you feel, you might want to go towards lighter eating is what I'm getting a feeling for, um, not not the heavy meats if you're still eating meats, but going to something lighter so you, your body doesn't have to work, work quite so hard in dealing with these external uh, energies as well as, as working so hard to digest some of the food. That's yes. right now. Yeah, don't overtax the body and allow these changes in frequencies to be beneficial to you when we resist. Uh, we're going to start uh, doing things we probably normally wouldn't do, like eat too much or eat the wrong foods or snap at people. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to, that we had the opportunity to talk a little bit about this and share it with the listeners and get them some information. You can conduct a Google search. on I searched on the effects of solar flares on the human body. Um, try different keywords, but gather some information and see how um, that can help you in what you're experiencing. So are you ready to go to the phone? And, 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 well, let me also just say, and what, what I search on is I will put in solar flares today so that I can actually see there's actually a website that will come up very quickly, and I don't remember what it is, 
but that'll come up and it'll show you what solar flares are coming up, what kind of geomagnetics are having an impact, what other things are coming towards you if you really get interested in this. Perfect. Yeah, and otherwise, I, I otherwise I'm ready to go. Okay, I think the only thing I forgot to mention is computer trouble. A friend of mine, the last time this happened, uh, had a minor problem with her laptop, took it to the Geek Squad, and the gentleman behind the counter actually said to her, you are aware it's mercury retrograde and there's solar flares, right? And I was blown away that someone in a, a retail environment like that would have this information and talk about it openly. So I was pleasantly surprised, but it, he said it, his schedule increases exponentially when there are solar flares because people experience computer problems. So something to think about. Well. Awesome. It, it can also knock. It can also knock out phone systems. I think I read after the last major solar flare that some some uh, systems were knocked out. So uh, it has major impact on all electronic and uh, energy systems, and we are energy systems. Interesting, because I had a complete power outage the other day for over an hour. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I don't want to keep everybody waiting, ladies and gentlemen. The lineup for the calls is first up is area code 510, Miss Miss Rochelle. Next up is area code 719, then area code 443-929-860, and then I'll announce further as we go on. So bringing Rochelle, a new listener to the show, live on the air. Hi, Rochelle. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, You're welcome. Is it possible, can I ask you to connect with somebody from the other side? We, yes. we can try that. Say the name. Okay, um, it would be Rosemary. Now, um, you know, Rochelle, um, Charlotte spoke to you before, and I'm, I'm starting to get a vision coming in, but as soon as um, when I was hearing your voice before, I saw something that looked like a chaise lounge, and it was it had white, uh, like, towels or something on it, but the chaise lounge was, you know what I mean by a chaise lounge? Yes. Like at a poolside that was very white and no, nobody was sitting in it and there was nobody around it. Does that have any relation to you, Rochelle? Um, no. Okay. Just I didn't know, but it came up before. Um, so was Rosemary a girlfriend? No, it was. she was not. All right. That's the only word that I heard coming was girlfriend. Um no, I'm not getting anything for you. I'm sorry, Rochelle. Um, okay, no, it was my mom, and I was best friends with my mom. I got a friend, too, <laughs> to, to tell you the truth. I wrote friend as soon as you said her name, and, and the vibration is really strong in that friendship. Mm-hmm. So the, while the relationship is your mom, um, that, that friendship hit both of us um, very distinctly. Uh, Shaman Rai, do you mind? I, I am getting a little bit of information about her. She's no, technically yeah. Rochelle. She's she's not available to come and relay information to us directly. And it feels as though um, she is still reviewing certain things about her life. However, my guides are telling me to tell you it's okay. Don't worry. The normal, um, the normal beautiful words of comfort that she's okay. But she will be available in. I'm getting a three, so it's either three weeks. Or three months, she's having a little bit of a tough time. Um, but if you would like to get the message to her, they can bring it to her, but they can't bring her to us because she's in an intense period of review and self-awareness. Does that make sense, sweetheart? 
Um, she passed away in 2003, so that was 11 years ago. So would she still be in that state? They can take any amount of time they want. Um, there's so many things that they could be doing. It's not basically um, like floating around on, on clouds and nothing to do. They still have a life, basically, and can review certain things or go into whatever life they want to. But at this time, she's in an intense space of self-realization, and that's why she's not available to speak okay. directly. Where where I would be able to, or Shaman Rai would be able to see her face and and tell you the color of her eyes and tell you what she's saying. We can't do that, okay. but I kind of get around it. And they're not always available, but I do get a three that in within three months, she will be in good a good space to communicate with you. Okay. Okay. That's Right. Okay. Is there well, anything I, else? Well, yeah. I mean, if if there's a way that um, – can you tell me if I am on target with my life's purpose? Am I on the right track? Okay. So you, you've been uh, you've been searching that for quite a while for your for your uh, path. Yeah. Um, uh, you thought you had it a short time ago. Um, you and I see something with water. You thought you were moving in the right direction, and the water could either be that, that that you felt things were flowing at that time, or you felt that your purpose had something to do with water. I'm, I'm not clear on that. Then all of a sudden, you hit a bump in the road, basically. Um, I got I heard relationship. I don't know if something happened with a relationship um, that uh, didn't go quite the way you thought, and then you started questioning yourself. And you started questioning yourself on several levels. You started questioning yourself on your worth and uh, and then naturally who you are and why you're here, some of the fundamental questions. Um, you went into a kind of a state of sadness for a period of time. And um, now you're coming out of that, and I see your eyes opening up, and you're starting to see that um, where you thought you were going to be before um, that there's a bigger world out there. There's greater opportunity than you thought. And I'm still seeing that water. So there's something, this water flowing. Does water flowing mean something to you, Rochelle? Well, I live by, I live by the water. Okay. And, um, and so um, the, um, the issue for you that I'm hearing, well, actually what I'm seeing right now is a bottle, it's a dark bottle, and there's a dark liquid in it, and it's being poured out from this dark bottle into smaller uh, containers of some kind, like uh, also kind of clear glass. So I don't know if it's medical or if it's ink or something like that. It doesn't look like it's paint but uh, the way it's being poured, but it, it's a dark liquid that's being poured out of you. That's strange that I said that. Okay, so it may be that you are starting to begin a process here of purging some of these things and letting go certain um, some certain darker, we'll call them darker, they're just a lower vibration uh, thought and feelings that have held you back before. I just keep on seeing this water. Are, are, do you live by a stream? Which uh, Is it by a stream or by ocean that you live? I live by the ocean, but I do have to say that at night, I put a white light around me, and and I ask that white light to get rid of all the negative energy that might be clinging to me, all the stress and negative energy and anything that would impair me from moving forward. So that might be the purging you see. 
Yep, yep, yep. And, and, and it's perfect so that you're doing what you need to do. You need to meditate some more, Rochelle. Um, there's also, I hear the word aggravation. There's been a lot of aggravation in, in your life. Um, before I heard that, I heard the word for forgiveness, where there's some forgiveness work for you to do. Uh, it has to do with a man, and it may also have to do with your father. Um, and that forgiveness work, and then all of a sudden when I said that, I suddenly saw a light. So that forgiveness work is going to help you, and that light stands over that bottle, the black that I saw pouring out, and that stands over that. So you're going, you, can, you can free yourself up and take that next step by meditating and by doing the forgiveness work. You're supposed to make contact with somebody. It is a man. Uh, it's somebody that you've known in the past. Um, this man was a friend, they say kind of a buddy, to you, um, you uh, you weren't aware of of his interest. I guess is what they're saying. But he's actually kind of a person who not so much a romantic, but he can actually be kind of a guide to you and help you go into the direction. This may happen accidentally. All of a sudden, the scene is changing, and I'm starting to see a couple of large circles. Um, it's almost like I would say. Um, circles but like outside and and it's like a, a cement circle one laying on top of the other so it, it which could be that there's a very solid possibility of supporting each other aiding each other in fulfilling and completing yourselves in in that work uh, you may not recognize who that person is right now i'm getting chills on this but it it's somebody who you've known in your past i see a man with a bowler hat the rounded kind of hat. Um, so that's another indication of either the kind of person he is, he's kind of conservative, and or it reflects, you know, back to an, to an earlier time. And so this person may actually be older than you and yet be able to be of an assistance to you. Does any of that make sense for you, Rochelle? I don't know that person yet, but I'm very open to receive that person into my life. Perfect, perfect. And are you meditating? Yes, I absolutely meditate every day. Great, great. And how about the area of forgiveness? You know, I have worked on that, and I um, I've worked very hard on that, and I think I'm I think I'm doing pretty well. Good, good. So just just continue that work. As I said, there were two people that came up primarily. One was a male and the other and a, a man probably closer to your age. The other one seemed to be your father, um, and I just heard the word and an uncle. Um, so these are, this is important for you to continue that work. Your work now that you're doing is kind of boring to you, isn't it? Yes, I am looking for a change in career. Mm-hmm. And you've been looking for a while. Um, the change of career will come, and it's going to come suddenly. It's like you're going to you're going to be all of a sudden you're going to know, and it's going to come. It's going to come just at the right time. You need to have faith in that and trust that it, that it's going to come. But um, it's going to take you in a completely different direction than the direction that you're going in right now. And it's going to utilize different skills, skills that you've developed over a lifetime, rather than what you're currently doing and what you're currently locked into. So look forward to that and meditate on that and see what, what comes up for you. I will. Do you see that happening next year or do you see it before the end of this year? 
Well, here's the thing that I, I, I have found over time that by, by giving a date when something is going to happen, um, people get locked into that and, um, and can actually stymie themselves from doing it. I'd rather not give you a specific date because so much depends on what, an individual, what individual decisions are, are made. And if you hold it in your head, oh, this is going to happen by this date, and you're only focused on, on it's not helpful to you. The important thing is for you to stay open, and and you will you will. They're reminding me of when I I knew that I was going to meet my second wife. I had been shown that, and I knew it, and I knew what her physical a key physical quality, which was her very skinny arms, and I'd see women's arms light up. The reason they're they're telling who arms light up, who, whose arms were like that. The reason I'm telling you that is you're going to receive signs that tell you um, that are going to awaken you to what that next step is going to be. Look for those signs rather than focusing on a time and day because that doesn't okay. mean anything. Okay. Well, this was wonderful. Thank you both so very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks Thank for your you. call. God bless. God bless you. And a little bit of business, Shaman Rai. We neglected to mention that you are offering a um, very special deal to all the listeners. If you would like a private consultation, why don't you tell them about it? Sure. Um, the, uh, on an hourly uh, basis, instead of paying the full rate, I have on my website, which is shamanrai.com, there's a contact Shaman Rai page, and on there you can go down and look, and just for radio listeners, uh, there's a button there that says special offer, which is basically 25% off the normal hour rate. And so you click on that, and you can do it through PayPal and pay for it. And what you need to do is put in the notes, you have to say the name of this show in order to, uh, for that uh, benefit to be honored. So um, it's, it's a very good deal uh, at 25% at off the hourly rate, which and the normal rate, just so you know, is $100, so this would be at $75 an hour. Perfect. And if you're new to the show, the name is Spiritual Insights. So that's what you want to put. Okay. Uh, moving on to area code 443, bringing you live with Shaman Rye. Hi. Hi, it's Kathy. How are you? Hey, Kath. I thought I recognized that number. This is um, a very loyal listener to the show, Shaman Rye, and I encourage her to call in and talk to you. So go ahead, Kath. <laughs> um, Shaman Rye, you can read the body, right? Yes. Okay, um, I've got some arthritis in my body, especially my hands from um, typing and making jewelry. Can you tell me how I can get rid of it? Okay, and by the way, if I'm silent, it doesn't mean that I've gone off the call or anything like that. It means I'm waiting for the information to come to me, so I, I may be quiet for a minute or two. Um, okay. So... Um, Kathy, there, there, are, there are a couple of different things that are coming to me. Um, you know what? Um, it's, very, it's a very strange one, this, this first one. They started to show me a collar, and the collar I recognized as having to do something like, like a, a spacesuit like John Glenn may have worn, the early, you know, the astronauts were. And then they actually showed me a full-body astronaut suit. And um, so, first of all, does that have any meaning for you? Um, 
Not at this moment. Okay. And what I want to do, because, um, and, and I want to say this to all of the listeners, when we listened to Rochelle, the first thing that came up was a lounge chair, you may remember, with towels. And uh, at that moment, she didn't remember it. But later on, we heard that she actually lives near the ocean. So there, sometimes there are these symbols that we may not connect immediately, but if you go back to them and listen to the show later on, they may make more sense to you. Your okay. pain, uh, I'm sorry? I said okay. Okay. The, the pain that you're receiving, um, I'm looking at something. I'm seeing um, what looks like a goblet, like I'm looking from the top down into what looks to be kind of like a silverish goblet, uh, has two um, has two hands on it. And um, and what, what that makes me think of is, um, you know, silver, the heavy metal kind of thing. Uh, have you ever been tested, Kathy, for heavy metals? No. Okay. Um, that's one thing that's, that's suggested, is that, you t- is that you have a heavy metal test because that could be what is inflaming your body. It has a very strong tendency to do that. Um, the other thing is that there are some emotional things that are going on for you. Um, uh, 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 your uncle, uh, and I'm, I'm not sure who it is yet, but your uncle um, was, did you have an issue with an uncle who was not very nice to you for a period of time when you were younger? Dead or alive? He's dead, they say. Oh. Um, can't think of anything right now. Okay. Again, go back to it later. Um, the, the reason that they're saying that is that when you were younger, you were punished and, um, and I'm seeing um, it's it's like a Jedi sword coming out with light coming out of it, and um, he he teased you and tormented you about um, not being able to participate in the activities because of your punishment. And um, this uncle, this is the words that they're using. The uncle was kind of weird, and um, they say selfish and selfless, both of them. And um, he just wanted to annoy you and torment you. That's what they're saying. So part of the emotional part that's going on for you um, has to do with a lot of anger that you're carrying towards um, not just him. Maybe he's been a symbol of what's going on, but towards people who have made fun of you and and humiliated you in some kind of way. Um, This humiliation was very painful for you particularly as a child, as an adult, you felt you overcame it, but um, it's, it, it's been there in your, in your cells. Um, now, I'm mostly focusing on your hands. Um, your hands, I get they use the word, your hands were instruments of destruction. Like your hands at some point were used to, to break down things, um, uh, to express anger, and, and things like that. And that's part of um, what this is, is that collection of emotions that are inside of your hands. Does any of that make sense for you, Kathy? 
Well, I'm thinking previous life, you know, something must have happened. Well, no, they're saying this is this life. You're still dealing with this in this life. So um, if if none of this resonates with you, I'm fine with that. I would just suggest you listen to it. And um, and I think you're going to be reminded of certain things that took place. You know, one of the ages that they bring up is four years old. Something happened when you were four years old. This, there's this word humiliation that came up at that point again. Um, there's kind of a battle that goes on between you and a male, a male uh, they said cousin, um, and, um, and this cousin was kind of abusive to you. So, again, I'm just going to leave it at that because um, we're, we're not getting to the only thing that I think that you feel uh, I would recommend is go and have your heavy metals checked for sure. Listen to this tape over and meditate on it and see what comes up for you. Okay. Thank you so much. All righty. Thanks, Thanks, Cassie. Sarah. I just want to throw in one question real quick, sweetheart. Um, I'm, I, I got the visual of wringing hands in frustration and also wanting to choke somebody figuratively, not literally, but feeling like trying to control and worry is being channeled through your hands. Is that... Hmm. Does that resonate? Um, like, like wanting to strangle somebody and, and ringing and, and just maybe just, you know, work. Hands are work, so there might be uh, just different uh, emotions going through the hands. Shaman Rai, would you say that uh, there are some exercises she could do to exercise emotions out of her hands through the fingertips, whether you squeeze a ball or what would you... Well, you could, but I, I just have this feeling that um, if she'd be with that, um, see, there are emotional issues that are in there. Yeah, you can do the physical kind of stuff, but until you bring up that memory, which is not coming up in any way, until you bring that up and release that, the physical exercise is okay, but it's not going to get to the root cause. Yeah. The, um, you know, the, the, um, there are several emotions you know, that have been named by both of us that exist there and in, in, in situations that are there. Um, so I, that's where I would focus. I would suggest doing meditation and meditate on these things, these situations, and they'll they'll start to come up to you. Okay. Excellent. All right. I, I will. Thank you. Good to talk to you, Cass. You too. All right, honey. All right, going to area code 929, bringing you live on the air. Hi. Hi, what's your name? My name is Maribel. Maribel, nice to meet you. What is your question for Shaman Ryan, ma'am? Hi, I wanted to ask a question regarding relationships. If anything was going to manifest this year. Okay, so... um... You know, Spirit is very funny on the other side, in a way, because uh, they started off by saying, why? You know, why Why are you asking this question? And um, and they're saying, you know, the issue is not, um, it's not so much is it, is it going to manifest this year, Um do you, how do you feel, Maribel, how do you feel in terms of 
um, how open you are to um, to receiving somebody. You're probably going to say you're, you're you're completely open to receiving. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And um, and yet while you're while you're open to receiving, that person's not manifesting before you. You're not you're not finding that person. Is that right? Exactly. Okay. So I'm purposely doing it this way, um, and instead of giving you a straight read, I'm asking you to think about these things. So in your, just you think about it, you can say what's there. Why do you suppose you are open to manifesting? You probably have created in your mind the perfect person that you want or what it can attributes of them are. Have you done that already? Yes. And yet, they haven't manifested. Why do you suppose it hasn't manifested as yet? What could be what could be some reasons in your mind that it, it hasn't manifested as yet? Because I haven't probably come across them. That's one possibility, right? Now, have you been in a relationship before, Maribel? No. Okay. And so, um, so Maribel, um, I think this is you. I think it's not me. Maribel, if you focus your attention on your solar plexus, that is your stomach area. Are you feeling some tightness over there? Mm, yeah, just a bit. And um, this is something that's not unusual. You do feel that that discomfort at, at various times, particularly when you're thinking about relationship. Yeah. Okay. And so um, sometimes... Um, two things came up just then, but um, let me let me deal with one first. What that signals is that you've had a loss of power in your life, and I will tell you that probably ninety percent of the people have experienced some loss of power in their lives, and it's reflected in that that core, that solar plexus, which is your core, is not. Is, is feeling tight, and so energy is not fully moving through that area. So why would why would we lose energy? Why would we lose power in our very core? And and do and so many people do that. And what is the effect of that? Now, in your case, what I'm hearing is that there's a level of insecurity on your part. Is that accurate? Yes. Okay. And this is not this is not a judgment of you, okay, Maribel? It's to help you open up your eyes to what's stopping you because that that's really what's going on here. It's not is it going to be manifested? It's okay, there's something here that's blocking me. That you how can I, how can you tell that? Because you've done the work. You've you've identified who you want to be with, what characteristics, 
and they haven't manifested at this point in your life, so something's blocking the coming together. And so when I feel this in my solar plexus, and that's how I know it, I feel it, and when I hear the insecurity, what it tells me is that somewhere earlier in your life, you lost power, and that loss of power can happen in many different ways, and, um, you know, and it could be, and I'm not going to identify what it is for you, but I'm going to throw this out to say it, it could be abuse of any kind, um, particularly from a man, very often from a father, and it could be shouting, it could be humiliating them, it could be sexual, it could be physical, it could be any of those areas. And what happens is we lose our power as a result of being put down and made less than, not worthy, and made to feel insecure in ourselves. Does that does that resonate for you, Maribel? Well, yeah. I mean, my father, he wasn't really, like, the around type. Mm-hmm. So right. I kind of got more of a, well, beat, a beat down when I was smaller from my mother rather than my father. Right. And so you didn't have that that support from the male, and you weren't necessarily feeling very secure in the home situation without going into it in detail. So mm-hmm. part of part of what's going on here, now that you've described that situation with your father, part of what's going on here is there's there's a feeling that you don't have you don't feel secure. On the one hand, you want a man to come into your life to help you feel secure because you feel that will complete you. And on the other hand, your experience, your filter of life, what you grew up with was that a man is really not there and a father is not there. So even if a man came into your life, there's an issue that, well, is that person really going to be around? So there's this kind of conflict that exists for you about wanting him and not wanting him, or wanting him and being afraid that it's not, he's not going to be there or he's going to be away like your father was. And so for you, that don't, don't focus, and this is why I said earlier when somebody asked me a, a date or something, don't focus on a year or anything when something's going to come up. That's not the issue. The issue is to clear yourself, to clear yourself of the beliefs and 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 feelings that you have associated with that. Now, I'm going to be I'm going to get to you and I'm going to send some energy through to you, but I'm also going to ask you to do your homework because believe it or not, there's some forgiveness work for you to do because there's there's an anger that you have that you're not fully expressing towards your father about him not being there, which carries over to other men who have maybe approached you but not really gotten into relationship with you. So it's recommended for you to do some forgiveness work with your father. And um, and what did you say? Oh, I said okay. Okay. And, um, you know, there are many ways of doing it. And, you know, I've said it before on the show. I'm going to just go through it really quickly and um, – Basically, what you can do is write down everything you remember about your father, the incidents that happened, how he hurt you, the emotions you had around it, any feelings you had about it. Write it all down, every single one of them. 
then read those all over. Once Read the whole story, all of the incidents over, once a day, every day, until all the emotion is gone. Then go into uh, a situation where you let go all of that emotion and from your heart forgive him, but most importantly forgive yourself because you're making yourself wrong. In part, you may be saying that, gee whiz, he wasn't there because he didn't really love me. And that's why he was gone. Or you saw him and thought, well, he doesn't love my mother, and that's a woman. Whatever you saw there, forgive yourself for the, the way things worked out, how you feel, the anger that you feel, the distrust that you feel, the insecurity you feel. Forgive yourself for all of that and let it go. The last step is once you go through all of that, change your story. You were the victim before. That's the way you, look at, that's the way you looked at yourself. Now, make yourself the wise woman, the heroine in the story. Rewrite all of those stories so that you're standing there watching what he does or his absence, and you are wise because you understand and you have compassion for him because that has to do with the way he was raised. It has nothing to do with you personally. I've gone through it very quickly, and I hope that's helpful, you, helpful to you in some way. I, I'm, I know that as you clear those issues up, as you let go all of those emotional feelings that are associated with men, that you will be able to manifest the man who is of the right, right vibration for you. Do you have any um, questions, Maribel? No, it's perfectly clear. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Maribel. Good luck. Thank, thank you so much. Have a good day. You're welcome. Continue to listen. We, have, we share a lot of great information here. Okay. Okay, sweetheart. Uh, I have to say that was excellent. Thank you. Okay, so here is the lineup, everybody. It's a little reorganized. Area code 860 is up next, then area code 410, area code 215, 360-805, and on from there we will go. And... So, area code 860, bringing you live with Shaman Rye. Hi, what's your name? Hey, it's me, Stasel. Hi, Stasel. Nice to talk to you again. Go right ahead with your question for Shaman Rye. Um, well, I'm not sure specifically because I just want more like a birthday reading. Cause my birthday was Saturday, so I'm wondering how's my 25th year of living going to be. <laughs> okay, well, happy birthday, Stasel. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's an interesting question. Yeah, um, <laughs> I do this every year. <laughs> oh, yeah. great! <laughs> and and, and, and all right, so here, here's my question to you: So you do it every year, and you find out how the year is going to go, and how much of what you hear at the beginning of the year actually happens through that year. I don't remember everything. <laughs> you what? You re- don't remember everything? Mm-mm. I only did like a well, one reading, but the way this person was doing was like a it was like a card it was like a card deck, but it was like a um I don't know it's like uh I don't know it's not like a tarot card, but it was a different kind or something. Yeah, but, but I, my 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 question is this to you, Stacey. That person told you how your let's say your twenty fourth birthday. How year was going to go. They they made a lot of statements about how it was going to go during that year, right? Yeah. And did your life go the way that person told you? 
Um, no. Right. And that's why I don't do that. Because it's not that that person was wrong. They were right. They told you what they read in your energy, because that's all we're doing is we're reading your energy at a particular moment. I'm getting feedback. Um, Me too. And so, and so um, what, what happens, though, is you make thousands and millions of decisions throughout a year. And every decision takes you, on, takes you in a different possibility or probability for that time. So it, it, don't think that me or anybody else can sit down and look and say, well, this is where you're going to be a year from now because you, this planet has free will. And it's your free will that's going to determine where you go to at each and every step of the way. Okay. So, in other words, make it the best year of your life, Stacey. Oh, I can try. <laughs> don't it's try. It's just like every year is just not always, I don't know. It's just, I understand. Yeah. Stacey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to coach you on something here, okay? And it's one that I really focus on. You said to Charlotte that you were going to try and make this the best year of your life, Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do you have something that you can hold in your hand near you? Do you have a pencil or you have a coin or, or keys? I have Well, it's awkward that I'm actually holding it. I'm holding something on my hand. It's, it's, All right. I don't know what you call so it. I have, but a I, just... I have a question. Stacey, I have a question for you. Okay. Are you holding that on your hand or are you trying to hold that on your hand? I'm holding it and playing with it. I okay. don't know. With it around. Now, now I want you to try and hold it on your hand. Okay. Did you try? Mm-hmm. Did you hold it? Yep. Did it drop? Nope, I didn't drop it. Then you held it, right? Yeah. Then you didn't try. You just you didn't. held it. Yeah, I just hold it like tightly. Yeah, there is no such thing as trying. Either you do it or you don't do it. Either you make a decision to be a certain way and do something or you don't. That's your free will. But there is no such thing as trying. That's like, that's nothing. That's neither letting go or holding on. It's neither stepping forward or standing where you are. It's nothing. So either step forward into your life or don't. Whatever your choice, your decision is, is perfectly fine. But yeah. my coaching would be drop the word try from your vocabulary. There okay. is no such thing. All right? I think I have a little different definition of trying, but that, it's just my intention of saying it, but not exact definition. I don't know. It's just weird like that. It's like I'm doing it, but then... I feel like even if I'm doing it, it just doesn't come out as I would like it to be. It's just if that whole year of the 24th year wasn't all that great. Some part was great, but then it just seems like every other year. Right. But if you, put your, if, you, if, you set your goal, if you set your goal and you begin to move in that direction, I didn't say try to move in that direction, 
I said, you begin to move in that direction. Somewhere along the line, you either may continue in that path or you may veer off, but that'll be your decision. And it wouldn't be that you tried to go there, you decided to go there, or you decided not to go there. It's just, it may seem like uh, 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 semantics to some people, but it's not. It's all about your attitude and your beliefs. Okay. I have a birthday gift for you, Stacel. Okay. And by the way, you're not weird, sweetheart. You're 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 a love ball, remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're Joni's love ball. Okay. Here's what here's a gift here's a gift that you can give for yourself that I teach on all the time on the show. Go out and get yourself a copy of A Course in Miracles. And begin to do the work lessons, and that will help you reframe your mind because you're reaching for something outside of you to make you happy. That starts from the inside. That's everything Shaman Rai is telling you. You just make a decision. You make a change in your mind, and then your life begins to change. The best, and in my opinion, the fastest way to do it is to do the lessons of A Course in Miracles. There's one for each day of the year, and that will help you reframe your mental processes and get you to a place of peace because what you're looking for is peace and happiness, right? Yeah. This this helps get you there. And okay. you will have a miraculous year if you get that book and do these lessons, okay? Okay. I appreciate you calling in, dear. All right. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're, you're welcome. Talk to you soon. Jason's great. Okay, area code 410 bringing you live on the air. Hello. Hi, what's your name? Hi there. Hi, I'm Robin. Hi, Robin. Go right ahead with your question for Shaman Rye. Just whatever you think you can pick up, I'm open. Okay. Um, there are two things that come up. One is... Um, has about your age where you're older uh that's the word they use you're older than than you appear or or something along those lines but more important than that is an airplane uh seems to be a single prop airplane but it's a it's an older plane actually that's flying and um doing perfectly well moving through the sky having no problem flying and so um and because it's an older plane, that may have something to do with why they use the word older to me. Um, the flying signifies either you actually were in, or have been involved with uh, with flying yourself as a as a since it's a single prop, possibly by yourself, or that um, or that you're up for moving and 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 traveling. Um, and again, I'm going to say more by yourself. I I just get that feeling from this airplane. I just got mm-hmm. a shot in the stomach. Huh? huh? Well, I mean, you're right in that I'm a lot older than I look. Okay. So that's accurate. What I got mm-hmm. actually out of the plane was a little bit different one, but it makes sense to me. The fact is the older plane is still in the sky flying, and this old plane manages to fly. So... <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind of what I got out of that one. Uh, I'm scared to death, actually, of single prop planes. You wouldn't catch me anywhere near one. But I think the the analogy actually makes a lot of sense. That's great. And, you know, that points out something that's very important, and that is that very often the symbols that come through to me are meaningful to the individual. That's why you've heard me 
throughout saying to people, you know, what does that make sense to you? Does that mean something for you? Starting at the very beginning of the show with the with the lounge chair and all that. So very often where I'm getting symbols that, you know, I'm trying to interpret, but you know, when they resonate for you, that's perfect that, as to as to what's going on. Um, yes, that that's really made uh, some sense for me. You you've been a hostess of some kind. They use the word hostess. Um you're you are a fun person. Um you know, you have you you do enjoy social social situations. You enjoy parties and stuff like that. Um, so, um, all right. So, what's going what's going on with your solar plexus? What's going on with your stomach your stomach area? Um, lots of issues there. Got it. Very an awful lot fills up almost my whole solar plexus area. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. That's went, right. Mm-hmm. Went back. To an incident, well, there's two things. Now I'm seeing, it almost looks like a man. I don't know if it's a man or it's actually, uh, who's that bear that used to be, uh, uh, it, it kind of looks like the forest ranger bear that we used to have. Oh, that told Yogi? Us to start a no, Yogi no, not Yogi. Yogi the, no, the, the big, the regular looking kind of bear. Smokey. Not the cart, uh, oh, Smokey, Smokey, Smokey yeah. yeah. It, it, it looks like that, but what's different about it is it has that kind of hat on, almost like a ranger kind of hat. But this person, because I think it's a person, is dressed, dressed out mostly in black. His whole head and face are covered in black. And this has, this goes back to something, now I'm starting to get it coming up through my throat. So this has something to do with um, with your loss of power here and the stress that you have on there, I, I got hit that there was a man before. Um, this is this is having very strong repercussions for you, um, who um, who injured you and uh, hurt you emotionally. You were very saddened by it. Um, it left you emulated. Emulated. I don't know what that word means, but that's what it sounds like. Um, and that um, okay. And um, does that make, does that resonate for you? Um, I don't know about the man in particular, but uh, in terms of uh, being uh, emotionally uh, distraught and uh, being wounded, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, um, I, I would say maybe the man is an allegory for something, but certainly what you're describing is is very accurate in terms of the emotional pain. And the feeling of of not having any sense of of power or being able to do much about whatever was going on it is certainly accurate. But I do get the feeling, I'm seeing you at several ages, but I do get the feeling that there was a certain period of time in your life that, because they showed it to me, that, that you did feel like you had power. Now, they, they're showing me at you at several different ages. Um, mm-hmm. One, I'm, I'm looking at maybe you're about four or five years old. Okay. And then right behind it, I'm seeing you taller. And I'm seeing you maybe, I'm not seeing your head very well, so it's a little bit hard. And I'm not seeing whether you've, you've developed uh, uh, your, your, your breasts or anything yet. But I see that you're taller. So I'm going to say that you're somewhere around 12 years old. In that second, in that second scene, but your head is not showing, 
And that, that to me, that I'm not seeing the whole body, there's something about um, possibly your pre-puberty time when suddenly something shifted for you and you started to go into a very insecure mode. Um, and and I... Yes, that's, I, I you're right. I, you're, you're accurate. Yeah, and so... Yeah. Um, then, At the time, then, the time of four is actually very accurate. So yes, I I do know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so um, really, what you want to do? I think you heard me talk to, and I can't remember names right now because I'm in a different space right now. But um, um, so so things went on in your household, in your family. Um, there was an issue with your father. And this is very common, but there was an issue with your father. Oh, that was the word the you really... one of many. Yeah. Yes. But, and I hear the word humili- humiliation. But you uh, see, there's, yeah. that, there's that dark male figure that that is there. Now, mm-hmm. what I what I asked was whether or not this was a thought form that you've actually created, and that that's what they're saying is that within you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I look inside the body, this particularly happened for one woman who had been sexually abused when she was very young, mm-hmm. and she had tremendous pain in her side. And I looked at her, and I saw this black figure that was actually hiding, and all I could see was its eyes, and the rest was black. And okay. what I got was, from her fear, she had created this energetic black thought form that was in there causing her the pain in her body. So it's and possible I've created some form of thought that is creating some of my stomach pains or issues exactly, in my gut. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that so makes what, sense, okay. What you want to do is release all of those. And, you know, one way of doing it is through, uh, is through the forgiveness work, which I've described before. Right, which Another I've actually been doing. Do, I've been in that process. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent. And, but, you, you know, forgive yourself in that process. Sometimes... We forget about that, but that's yes, critical for you to forgive mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. The other part is I'm going to do something. I said I was going to do it for somebody else earlier, and I, I, we, I don't know why it left my mind. I'm going to send you some energy. Okay. It's going to come in, and it's going to begin a process of also it may stimulate so that I can see other things coming up, but it, it may also bring you peace. I'm going to do it through two directions. I'm going to use my hands to send it directly to your solar plexus. I'm also going to bring the light. I'm getting chills now. I'm going to bring the light down through your crown and into your body and bring it ultimately into the solar plexus or wherever the light wants to go. This is all intended to free you up and allow these memories, feelings, thoughts, whatever's there that's blocking you, whatever this darkness is that's there, start to, start to release. I'm going to describe it to you so that, you know, basically I'm right now holding my hands out and my right hand actually is shaking and I'm sending you energy right to your, um, right to your solar plexus. And my right hand, my right hand shaking may have nothing to do with you. It may just be my physical response to the energy moving through me. Uh, or it may be because I was carrying wood this morning. Who knows? But anyway. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I do know the energy is coming towards your soul. Like this. And 
good. And and so now what I'm doing is I'm asking the divine beings of light, who I prayed to before I came on the show, to bring the light down through your crown, that is the top part of your head, and bringing it right down. I do I do see you do have a very lovely smile, and uh, and so you wear a mask basically. You wear a mask outside when you are outside with people. So they really don't get a sense of the kind of discomfort or the, uh, the emotional things that you're carrying. But and so you you it, this is a, this is a style that you've taken on, which is very good for you. It's it's productive for you. Mm-hmm. But the light is coming. Mm-hmm. The light is coming down. It's right now. It's still in your head. Um, interestingly, there's a cross light that's coming down. And um, it's coming down kind of through your third eye, through the area that we call the third eye, um, and heading back to the back of your head. So it's really, uh, are you a a seer? Are you able to, okay, that's why, okay. Um, All right, so we're bringing in the light, bringing it down. It's down into, it's very quickly moved through your chest area, and now it's sitting right there. I see the whole solar plexus, the whole stomach area, if you will, the whole area below the rib cage all the way down to, uh, down, down to the genital area is all lit, lit up, excuse me, all lit up. And we're just bringing this light in. This is God's light and love that's coming into you and uh, bringing you, the intention is to bring you peace and to free you up. Now, I am starting to see something. What I'm seeing is um, imagine um, a, a dining room with a formal table and chairs. <laughs> oh, no. And, oh, you're not seeing that, are you? Oh, go ahead. This is going to be interesting. Okay. And so <laughs> what's, what's, what's – and, and so – the chairs, um, these, these are, uh, it, it, these look fairly expensive to me, the furniture. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, and, the, and, and it's like cloth, a very nice cloth is in the middle of the back of each chair. It's a high back chair. Uh-huh. And that, that's what I'm saying. Now, what's different about this is I'm not seeing them level to the ground. I'm seeing them at a, you might call it a 30-degree angle, let's say so that the floor is up towards my right hand, and you know what I'm saying? It's not vertical. Right, it's kind of like be. off on an angle somewhere. Okay. Right, and, and that is symbolic. And what, it, what it's saying is um, this is partly, um, so what I heard as I said that, they always guide me, is that this is a, a distress point for you. It's a major distress point for you, and so... You don't look at it straight on and seeing it vertical. You see it out of sorts, we could say. And, well, yeah. Um, if it's what I think you're talking about, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Go ahead. So, um, so um, basically what we're going to do now is we're going to transmute this. Basically what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask the light now to take this memory which if it's not for your highest good, I'm going to ask that it be transmuted and taken out and so that you don't have to deal with it anymore because it's one of these uh, layers of an onion that are hanging around you and, mm. and causing you some of this, this, this distress. 
And it's almost like your life is lopsided. You know, that's kind of the feeling I all of a sudden got now. You are very right. It is very lopsided. Okay. Okay. But but the the interesting thing about this particular thing is you just described in detail perfectly my mother's dining room in our old apartment when I was young, around our table, the exact chairs and everything. And uh, when I tell you that was a circus that is an understatement of the century so that's very interesting that you picked up on that i just had to say that good and 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 then i went to another scene as you just before you were starting to talk there are two scenes that are coming up one is what looks to me like a, a love scene um there's a man who his shirt is off he seems to be laying against the wall and the woman who i assume is you is, is they're not in, they're not making love, but they're in a romantic kind of holding position. Now I'm not sure that this is present life because the dress that she's wearing is actually a turn of the century. It's a long dress, a long whitish dress. And then as I saw that, I'm getting chills now. All of a sudden, the scene changed to a horse, and the horse is um, it's actually um, I, I guess you'd call it kind of a palomino. It's kind of a light brown. With white uh, on the on the on the um, on the front here, and that horse seems to be carrying a wagon, pulling a wagon. So I'm I'm going to say that both of those are demonstrating that there are some past life issues that you have had with a particular man that are still resonating with you, and they may have been karmic, and it may have been part of the reason that you had difficulty with. Um, with a particular man in this lifetime, and um, or still am having sense? trouble, possibly. Got it. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. So um, basically, all I'm, I'm going to, because we've been going a long time with you, and, and I want to let other people do it. But basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to complete this process by asking that these memories, these thoughts, these feelings, these experiences. I'm asking Archangel Michael and Raphael, Metatron, to come in, bring the light, Jesus, Mother Mary, bring the light, transmute these memories, and take them out, just take them right out, lift them right out of the cells, lift lift them out of the energy fields, and let's take them up to God and set you free from these memories, because if they do not serve your highest good. And with that, I say, amen, and I send you light, and I hope that's helpful for you. Very helpful. Thank you so much. Robin, You're is this welcome. the first Thank time you've you. ever tuned in to the show? No, it's not. I was actually on your show. Oh, you were? Awesome. Sorry, yes. I didn't recognize your voice. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, Shaman Rai joins us um, as part of the team. I've, I've assembled a team, and he'll be available every third Tuesday of the month. He's great, isn't he? Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Shaman Rai. You have a wonderful You're day. You're welcome. Thank you. you Take care, Robin. I'll put you on hold. All right, moving on to area code 215. Hi, what's your name? Hi, my name is Susan. How are you today? Hi, Susan. Have you called into the show before? No, I don't believe so. Not, I've never heard this show before. I call okay. into a lot of them, but I, know, I don't recognize this show. Okay, um, no, excellent. How can we help you? I was, I was wondering for a general reading. Any specific questions okay. to speed it along? Because we want to, uh, we oh. have around 20 minutes left, Five. and I'd like to get okay. to at least three more people. If you could ask a specific question, please. 
like my finances and my health. Well, before I get there, what's Batman got to do with you? Batman? I don't know. I hope he comes with his car and picks me up. <laughs> I don't know. That's how we were done. I never that, 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 That's, that's the first thing that came to me was I saw a um I saw Batman uh standing on top of something, his left leg raised as he's standing on something. I don't see anybody else there. But um that Batman uh represents uh, you know, doing good, you know, his parents dying and, and him taking on to fight crimes and stuff like that. So you see what that symbol means for you, okay? okay. Uh, did you ask me about your finances? Is that what you were asking me? I'm sorry. Yes, yes. And 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 if you can, my health as well. Well, they want to deal with your health. Um, so, um, um Again, this may be symbolic for you. So they focused in on, on your lungs right away, and then what they were doing was showing me an image of, um, of somebody sitting in a chair, somebody very, very skinny sitting in a chair with white gloves, kind of like how Al Jolson did the black face and the white gloves. They're sitting there with the white gloves on their hand, uh, touching their knees. And, um, you know, I'm not... I'm not getting it clearly why they would focus me on your lung and then switch to what seems to be highlighting your hands. Let me ask you, is there something going on with your hands? No, but um, what you said about the, the putting my hands on my knees, I have bad knees. And okay. I'm always rubbing maybe, them with my hands. There we go. Okay. So, um, so your knees, your knee injury was from a, a long time ago. You actually banged your left knee. Uh, looked like you may have fallen to the cement, to the mm -hmm. sidewalk at one point, and injured it that way. Mm -hmm. um, you've carried that pain for quite a while. Um, you know, there. I don't. I don't pick up a strong emotional thing, although what the knees represent is um, not one of the things they represent is not being able to move forward. And so this, actually what it's saying to me now is that that fall that occurred a while ago occurred during a period of time when you were in a great deal of, um, you were conflicted about moving forward in your life. And they said particularly having to do with finance, with, with, career and stuff like that. Um, you were offered a new opportunity, but you got frightened by the new opportunity, and so you weren't sure if you could take that or if you should stay where you are, which was more secure for you. So this was a struggle that you went into, and that's why you fell and injured your knee the way that you did. Um, this has been a lifelong struggle for you. You want to have more and better, but you don't believe that you're good enough or worthy of having anything really, anything, any kind of prosperity. And this is why you struggle with finances. Um, does that make sense for you, first of all? Um, yes. When you said that I was at a point in my life um, to where I should move forward, that would explain my divorce. And two weeks before I left, I fell going over railroad tracks on both of my knees, and I had to go to the hospital. Wow. Got it. 
So what 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 what's hanging around? Well, is this physical manifestation of that emotional situation that we were talking about? And so what you would need to do is first of all to give that ex-husband, if you haven't done that work already, as a as a starting point. But, again, because I know we want to move on to other people, I'm not going to take a lot of time with you, but I'm just going to ask you to listen to the instructions for forgiveness. And those aren't the only ways of doing it, by the way. There's something called honopono ono, which a lot of people like. It's very simple. Or you can simply say, you know, I, I forgive you, whatever you feel comfortable with or do a little research on it. But there's definitely the emotion that's stuck there. I also am still getting something that's going on either in your lung area, which may be emotional, it may be crying that we're talking about there. And um I just I, I think um I think I'm giving you a little bit of information but I want to get to other people as well if that's okay with you. That that's I guess okay if you have to move on. but um if you could give me more information about my lungs because um, I got bronchi I get bronchitis really bad so I just hope I ain't gonna have another flare up. Right. Well, what, what what I was alluding to is that there are emotions, of crying emotions that you carry within you, and that's that's the re- weakness in your lungs. See, what happens is things start out in the emotional, energetic field, and they manifest within the body. Yours has manifested in the body from the sadness that you carry. You carry a lot of sadness having to do with loneliness in part, but also mm-hmm. distrust is a very large level of distrust in you, and we would have to look at what, what it is that's causing the distrust. Does that make sense for you? Oh, yes. I'll definitely agree with you on that, yes. Okay. So what you want to do is, and I recommend this to everybody, meditate, you know, so that you can start to look at these things, do the forgiveness work for those people who have hurt you in the past. It could be anything. It could be your parents. There could have been abandonment issues, all of these kind of things, and start to release them from yourself, you know, and, and you know, I, as I showed you before, uh, just the lady before, you know, you could, there is stuff that can be done to bring energy in and we can we can transmute these things, but I always recommend that you take control of your life as much as you can to shift these situations, and then if you need assistance, go to somebody who can assist you. Okay, okay. I, I really, I thank you very much. I thank you very much for the reason. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Take care, Susan. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Area code 360, bringing you live on the air. Hello. Hi. What's your name? Hi. My name's Lori. Hi, Lori. How can Sean and Roy help you? Do you have a specific question for him today? Uh, I'm just... uh... Really worried about my life. It's uh, everything seems to be going wrong, and um, I had a really bad situation with the past place I lived, and then I had to move, and I moved into a place with a terrible slumlord, and and uh, that last place, like I just got this letter that said they said I left the place dirty, and it and it wasn't. It was it's a total lie, and I just feel like. And it's so hard to find a place to live here. And I'm just really worried about everything. <laughs> I'm just Okay, but say the name is it Lori? Is that the name? Yeah. What's your name? Lori. Yes, Lori. Yeah. Look, Lori, uh, it's not like we can fix things 
instantly. I wish I had this magic wand. I tell that to my girlfriend all the time. I wish I had a magic wand where I could correct everything that needs to be corrected very quickly. Look, Lori, um, what you're experiencing is an outcome of abuse that you've received, and you know what I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So until you deal with that abuse and release yourself from, you know, in that abuse, you were made to feel like you were nothing, that you were worthless, and your life keeps on following that pattern over and over again. And so the thing that it's not, you know, these these are symbols to you of that are occurring to you that and they rein, they reinforce the belief that you have that you're no good, you're worthless, that nobody's going to respect you and you can't you can't do it on your own. These are these are the stories that you have in your head from the time of your abuse when you were very 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 young. And um it's going to take some it, you know it's going to you know I wish I could say to you well tomorrow everything's going to be better. I can't say that to you. You need to do that work. You need to allow the energies. We talked in the beginning about these energies that are coming in to the earth. The reason they're coming into the earth is to help us raise our vibrations so that we can move on into a higher consciousness. You, have, you need to do the work to let go all of this. A beginning place for you, two beginning places for you, which I stated for others, is meditation and forgiveness. You need to forgive him for what he did to you, okay? That's the beginning part. You need to forgive yourself. You need to forgive your mother. These are things that, this is, these are the starting places for you, Lori, for you to do that kind of work. I mean, I can see what's going on, but it doesn't do any good for me within the next two or three minutes to just restate what's going on for you because you're not, you're not going to release them and you're not going to shift your life so quickly. I hear how desperately you want to shift your life, and that's wonderful. That's a starting place for you to begin the process of healing, and that's what God is calling on you to do, is to begin that healing, healing, healing uh, work. And it takes time. It's layers upon layers upon layers because what started out in this lifetime the cruelty that you experienced was repeated to you in different ways as you got involved into different kinds of situations, and you know that. And that's yeah. what you're experiencing now. Yeah. So, you know, I, it's not like I can, I can instantly do anything for you at this point other than give you that coaching and ask you to please take it on for your own good to really go and sit down and write down everything that he did to you. Write down every single thing and how you felt and how that's impacted your life. Do it from your heart and really write it. And then sit in front of a mirror or just read it over once a day. And you'll find the miracle is that the pain that you feel now writing that will be gone at some point and you'll be like reading somebody else's life story who you don't even know, and you won't feel it anymore. And at that point, you're setting yourself free. And you can, and you can then go in and, with, from your heart, forgive him. And from your heart, you can forgive yourself because you've been making yourself wrong. You've been saying to yourself, I'm worthless, and look at all the proof around me that I'm worthless and everything else that you're saying. And then make yourself that powerful heroine because you are powerful, Lord. You are very powerful. God created you in total perfection, and that's what's important for you to understand. 
I hope, I hope you can hear what I'm saying because I'm telling you from my heart. I really am, Lori. Yeah, I'm just worried I, about I, survival. I know. I we know, always land on our feet, we all, here's here's what I'm picking up, Lori. You got the survival issue. How am I going to survive? I can't live this way. All of those things we say in our head. The sense of belonging. I don't belong anywhere. And then this rears its ugly head again. And then you have to leave this place and then the next because of that lack of a sense of belonging and safety at home caused by the earlier experience. But as he's saying, purge the bad memories and then rewrite the story. And I do belong and I am worthy. And you always land on your feet. God has your back. Okay. You always land on your feet, right? Look back. And there might have been times when you only had a dollar. There might have been times when it was down to the, the, the 11th hour. But you always landed on your feet, right? Yeah. Trust it. Yeah, Lori, Lori I'm going to tell you one other thing. And you might find this article on my website. It's called Pain. I think it's, the, it's called Pain, the Gateway to Joy. The pain that you're feeling now is something that you can work your way through. And literally, when you get to that other side of the pain, you're in that space of joy, peace, and harmony that God wants you to be in. So it, it is, it's a lesson for you. It is an opportunity for you to grow and get past what other humans have done to you. It's programming that's gone into your body, and it's not who you are. You're a pure golden child of God. That's who you are. And it's time to let go of these other thoughts. And you can survive. You know, it's always said, God never gives us more than we can handle. He's giving you this for you to get up, stand up, and start to be a stronger person and let go of those, those terrible things, those terrible memories that are there. Okay. And the website, Lori, is shamanrai.com, S-H-A-M-A-N, RAI.com. Read that article and and lean on Shaman Rye if if you need some help. Okay, It'll work you. out. Okay, sweetheart? All right. Thank you. Okay, we're praying for you, dear. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're Bye-bye. welcome. All right, area code 805. We're going to try to get a, a nice thorough reading for you. Hi, what's your name? Hi, um, my name's Donna. I'm a first-time caller. Hi, and, Donna. Welcome um, to the show. I've been trying for a couple of years to meet someone. I'm 60, and I just haven't been able to. And I am meeting someone on Sunday that I've been emailing from an Internet dating site, and I just wanted to know what you see with all of that. Um, so um, I guess the hardest part about meeting somebody is, is finding that social situation where you can meet them face-to-face. Is that is that part of your... What's going on for Well, you? I am going to – he lives two hours, but I happen to be going in that area, so we're going to meet. But um, I don't okay. know. My relation, I mean, I've never been married. I have you know, relationships, but I want to hopefully go into a marriage sometime in my life. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, – I don't want to, I don't want to make a declaration about how things are going to go with this particular person uh okay. because if if I if I make a declaration then that forms your attitude about it consciously or unconsciously 
So I, I, I prefer not to go there. I'd pr- okay. I'd rather I'd rather go to the root, and okay. uh, and deal with. Um, they they throw out the word mask. Um, deal with the mask that's there, that keeps you somewhat separate from um, from men, and um, this they I hear the word stinging. There's some kind of stinging that's going on for you um, when you start to um, when you start to create the relationship. And the stinging to me is like it's a little annoying. It's you know it's it's a little bit painful, and it's it's I don't get joy associated with being in a relationship with a man. Does does that ring any bell for you? With an eight year relationship, uh, yeah, we had a great time. We trust. We go both. We had you know it's like a companionship. But um, but then he took on drinking, and I was kind of miserable. I didn't like that. Okay. Yeah. And you know, I'm pretty independent. I'm pretty independent, I would say. I mean, I mm-hmm. kind of do what I want to do. And so the mask is a sign of keeping a distance from somebody else. Yeah. The stinging... The stinging is a symbol that says, you know, they kind of annoy me. <laughs> no, I, that's just the way it's coming through to me, that it, they kind of annoy me. So, you know, it's wonderful you have this eight-year relationship. Yeah. But at the same time, there was some, what I'm picking up, and doesn't mean it's true, I always want to say that, what I'm picking up is that there was a a little distance between you. You may not have fully shown who you are. That's the reason for the mask. These are very strong symbols to me as I'm looking uh-huh. at them. And that this person or men may cause this kind of stinging irritation to you, which also drives you away from men. So, what I'm saying is, it's not a question of is this guy going to work out or not. Yeah. The question is, the question is really, you know, wh- who are you, and what is your, what is your uh, belief system about men and about being open and close to men, and what is the source of that? And um, while they're not showing me the source of that. And it may not be anything very dramatic. It could just be, you know, copying pa- parental patterns because that's what we learn. The thing for you to look at is, okay, well, you know, this has been pointed out to me now. Um, maybe that's true. Maybe that's where I've been. Do I want to shift that? And um, I don't know. If, I don't know if you want to shift it at this point in your life because you feel that you may feel that. It, it has served you so that you could have the kind of life that you actually wanted. So it may be better for you to have male friendships than to have male intimacy, a real, real strong intimate relationship with somebody where yeah, you need and want to satisfy. What I would really like a strong friendship that goes into it. 
I think in the past, growing up and you know my younger years, I I had intimacy too quickly. Mm-hmm. Got it. And and so what you would want to do is there's a belief system associated with that, you know, being intimate too quickly. Yeah. There's a belief system that you've taken on, and I'm not looking at it. I'm not trying to look at it in that kind of detail right now, but you you've recognized it. Yeah. And what what you have so what you've taken on is a belief system to counter what you believe you were wrong in some way in doing. So yeah. you've been listening you've been listening to the show. Mm-hmm. What do you suppose would be valuable to you to do if you want to deal with this belief and attitude? What do you think might be helpful for you? Well, I do meditate. I meditate every Good. morning for 45 minutes. I get to go into the silence, spend a lot of time alone. I walk the beach every day for an hour and a half. I mean, I nurture myself. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can go back for anything. I'm 60 now, and, you know, I like the, uh, you know, the fact that I know myself more. And Good. That I nurture and, myself and, more. and so what I heard was that you felt that your way of being when you were younger was wrong, wherever that came from. There was too much pain, yeah. There you go. So what you want to do, a starting point, this isn't the only thing you can do, but it's, you know, I I recommend it to everybody, and I know Charlotte does too, is begin by forgiving those people who you may have been intimate with and particularly forgive yourself because you've made yourself wrong about that way of living, and as a result, you've gone the other way in in order not to be making yourself wrong. So there's a healing to take place to accept the fact that what you did wasn't wrong, it was natural. And, and, And forgive the people who were involved and forgive yourself. And and yeah, see well, yourself as that wise woman. Hmm? Yeah, I was raped twice too, so I have forgiven them. You know, I, yeah, I have forgiven them. I was eighteen and twenty-five. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I've forgiven them, and but yeah, and that was something that it wasn't, you know, my fault. Got it. But I I didn't hear, you, but but it's not where always. It wasn't my fault that this happened to me. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So is there, when you say that and you look at that, how do you feel about it? When you look at those scenes in your head, how do you feel about it? Well, I was sleeping. Um, even so, um, I think. Are you still there, Donna? Are you there? I don't I'm hear here. anything. Yeah, I'm here too. I don't hear anything. Okay, but anyway. Okay. Yeah. Just, Can you hear me? Hello? Oh, there you are. Oh, there now there you, you are. Well, head on the way. Your phone's going out, Donna. What? Your phone's going out. We what? can't hear you. Oh, my goodness. I don't know what's wrong. 
Well, anyway, Donna, because we're we're over time actually at this point. Let, oh, okay, I'll let you know Thank you very much. You're welcome, Donna. Take care. Thanks for Thanks. tuning in. All righty. All right, everybody. That's all the time we have. We're sorry we can't get to everyone, but we tried. We did uh, get to quite a lot of people, uh, Shaman Rye. And let's just remind everybody that if you would like a private session with Shaman Rye, he is offering 25% off. The normal price of $100, you can get a reading and possible energetic healing for only $75. Simply go to shamanrai.com. That's S-H-A-M-A-N-R-A-I.com, shamanrai. Thank you so much, shamanrai. That really was terrific. Thank you. It's a pleasure, and you have a wonderful group of people calling in, and I appreciate them taking the time. Did you notice several common denominators between the callers? Some um, issues, yeah, all the and, and the forgiveness stuff that issues, mm-hmm, and yeah. all the stuff we yeah. talked about yeah. at the beginning with these solar flares and everything coming up, and of course all of your advice is spot on, and I hope um, warmly embraced, and that we all can take this advice to heart and make the changes we need to change to create a better reality for ourselves. Thanks so much. And and our blessings to Lori. We're going to pray for you, dear. All right, everybody. Until next time, be sure to tune in in November, third Tuesday of the month, for more uh, mystical stylings of Shaman Rai. I'll talk to you soon, dear. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Take care. All right, everybody. That's our show. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.